rain was thundering down against the car bonnet. The window wipers were going at it, but seemed to have no effect in clearing the cloudy windscreens. The clock read 8.20, and I knew we were going to be up against it if we wanted to make it to school in time. I blame her. We could have just sent him to the local primary school. It was just down the road. We could have practically fallen out of the front door and arrived at school each day. Instead of this, Hannah had to fight for a place at a school in the next town. She said it had better results. She reckoned it would far improve his chances of doing well in life and set him up for secondary school. What a load of rubbish. All it did was put an eight-mile journey down single carriageway roads in between us and where he needed to go each day. A road which was winding and often blocked with farm vehicles and slow-moving buses, parked cars and the occasional horse. It was his special assembly today. I could not let him be late. Each year group did one play, only one play a year, and this was going to be it for him, his big day. She could not even be bothered to attend the thing. She had a meeting which she simply could not miss. I had arranged to go into work late, but she refused to change her meeting and she said it meant losing client confidence. Clients came first. At least that's how it seemed to me. She never changed her things around for me or him. Poor Max never moaned or whinged about it, but he must have known that she could have gone if, he, if she felt like it. Anyway, I clapped and made a fuss of him regardless. He bundled into the back seat, chucked his bag next to him and closed the door, shutting out the rain. I waited for him to click his seatbelt together and put my foot down. With any luck, we would make it in time with moments to spare. His mother stood under the shelter of the porchway and smiled at him sweetly. How fake it all felt. She was probably working out who she could screw over today and how much she could swindle them for. After all, lawyers are always thinking of their next win. They preyed on misfortunes and opportunities which usually arose out of conflict. Max wiped down his coat and then called out to me. Turn up the radio, Dad. Ed Sheeran was on. I knew exactly what this meant. He started to join in with the lyrics. I soon joined in as well. Before long, being late had slipped my mind. We belted out the song and swayed our heads in time with the beat. He punched the air periodically and I beeped the horn at the end of the chorus. I love it when we do that, Dad. The local countryside had quickly passed us by. We were now entering the neighbouring town and seemed to be doing well. As the radio blurted out the news, I began to become aware of how much my thighs hurt right then. It had been a tiring leg day at the gym the night before. So many people thought that I was one of those gym obsessives. I wasn't. I admit it made me feel good. Well, it made me feel good afterwards at least. When the endorphins have been released and you have worked up a sweat, your body automatically feels relaxed and stress is relieved a bit, even if momentarily. The main reason I started going was to give me some space from her. I did it to get me out of the house. Originally it was just twice a week, but now it was almost every day. Addiction? Not really. Avoidance tactic? Yes. That's a better way of describing it. I may have avoided her more than ever lately, but I needed to make sure Max knew I was always there for him. That was the point of today. I had booked the morning off from work, specially to watch his Easter play. He had asked me to several times, so I had to make sure I came. Even though his rehearsals at home had been a bit uncomfortable, he couldn't help it. She put his nerves on edge. Some people said he had speech and language issues, but I could see that was not the case. When he was comfortable, he spoke crisply and could get across his points evenly. He was happy to share his opinions with me. We had great chats, and I loved when he did car karaoke with me. The stuttering always subsided a bit when he began to sing. 
Anyway, here we were. Parking was a nightmare, but we'd made it with minutes to spare. I walked him into the atrium and he told me he was looking forward to it but was afraid he might screw up his lines. I reminded him that he was going to get a KFC treat after school as a reward for working so hard. He kissed me and I sought out a seat. Just as I sat down, I noted Alex just a few places along. He nodded at me in a cool but nondescript way. I returned the nod subtly and tried to get myself comfortable on one of those awful plastic far too small chairs. I wondered if Alex's boy had got a chance to be seen by that footy scout. Or was it just bull? Even when we were teenagers, I could never tell when the bull ended and the truth begin. Not when it came to Alex. He was a good guy, but something made me think he fantasised too much. I guess being stuck with her, well, he had to have a good imagination to keep himself sane. Hmm, where was she today? Not like her to miss a school event. Lights went off, lights went on. Oh, there was that teacher again. Max thought he was amazing. His speech was short and sweet. Fingers were crossed. I glimpsed Max looking across between pumped up and on a knife's edge. I hoped he would try and enjoy the show.